0: The name is Philip Chalker Jr. Founder and CEO of VaporPAX Holding. What inspired me to become an entrepreneur? Well, I think um, entrepreneurship has been something I've always loved from an early age. Uh, I think my first taste of it was charging my parents to babysit my younger siblings. So I've been on this hustle to make money for quite a while. Uh, but it grew from there. Primary school entered a few entrepreneurial Uh, competition 1-1 or 2 and I think the bug just stuck uh, with me all through my high school and subsequently to when I formed my business. What is the story of how your business started? Well, initially i was doing odd jobs um what i used to do is that post-metric i moved to the uk but i always had this dream and passion of running a development company in south africa so when i came home one holiday i decided look it's time to get the capital you need and the only way to do that is to work started off by doing odd jobs here and there renovations and so forth and the first big break came around 2013 i'd say uh when i got my first uh, residential house in a state. it was quite a big contract i made absolutely no money <laughs> uh, because yeah, lots of mistakes it was my first house but um, luckily you know one had a bit of money left over from odd jobs and you know survive but the lessons learned were definitely worth it in terms of starting your business did you create it to fill a gap or was it fulfilling a passion i'd say it was more for passion i always had a passion like i said for entrepreneurship um from an early age so i think it was one of those things to just say get out there do it you have absolutely nothing to lose. So um I was lucky that at the time I got into construction, there was a huge gap. It was during the construction boom. So subsequent to my first project and a number of other projects followed. Um- and you know we just grew from strength to strength from there and you know, created quite a good company. Um, I think we specialised in residential homes uh, because for one, it was not easy, but I think it was something we're good at. And secondly, it it just required, you know, pedal to the middle marketing. We we got out there, we got our name out there and uh, clients responded well to that. So to date, what has been the biggest challenge you faced and how did you overcome it? Well, uh, we had a big project, our first uh, multi, well, multi, rand project um, where we went in uh, working under another company and we invested quite a lot of our own money into that. Um, literally all the money we had in the company we put into that, that's how passionate we were about it. And uh, yeah, the client or the company that appointed us ended up not paying, the full amount as agreed. And that, that was a low point I would say in the business in the company. And um, yeah, it took quite a while to recover. Um, How we overcame it is that obviously there was the legal battle and it's still looming five years later. But um, you know how we overcame it was to go back to what we knew you know we're trying to get too big possibly too quickly we went back to what we knew which is residential houses. We learned lessons again Uh, that's the only thing you can do in business is learn and the lesson there was um, you know contracts are important. So one of the um, critical parts was that we had a contract, but it was not iron cloud. Uh, I guess the rush and the excitement of getting a new project started kind of blinded the need for us to have an iron cloud uh, contract. So we learned that um, expensive lesson to learn and it almost crippled us, but a lesson nonetheless. Um, and uh, since that day, we've, we've, we've really invested in, in iron you know very tight contracts that will ensure that uh, both us and the customer is is protected and uh, yeah and you don't need a lot of money to get a contract i mean there's free contracts online if you have a mate somewhere that can poss- that does law you can ask them hey grab a beer and uh, read this for me and advise you know you don't need to pay um i always say that your biggest assets is your network so if people around you are accountants um, lawyers and so forth use them um and and you know in growing your business that's quite important how do you go about choosing the industries you get into? Well, look, it kind of came to us as the business was growing. I'm sure everybody knows that construction, you know, started declining uh, towards late 2017 or so, uh, and so one had to diversify. And it was again a, it was again a, a mixture of passion and opportunity. Um, by passion, I mean I, I don't get into industries that I internally feel that i can add value into Uh, i know my strengths i know my weaknesses and i think that's something that's quite important so once you look at your strengths and your weaknesses and also the resources you have internally you can then decide what industries you can go into Um, we've diversified a little bit uh, from construction Uh, we've got a bit of property development finally Um, you know in e-commerce in healthcare yeah and 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 uh, retail no. uh, hospitality and retail uh, which is a story for another day but again that was all on passion you know we started a restaurant last year uh we're suffering now because of COVID. but yeah we'll talk about that a bit later on the next question is what philosophy do you follow in terms of knowing where and when and how to invest well like i said it's firstly um You know the passion for that industry secondly capability to do do that and thirdly obviously the opportunity does stay and one needs to realize that when you invest in a business or an industry remember that you don't necessarily need money your time your skills your resources are also an asset to different businesses Um, uh, there's an e-commerce business that we're in now it doesn't require a lot of money from me but it does require a bit of time and you know resources in terms of networks and that's how we invested. So, you know, if you're looking to invest in a business, don't just think, okay, I need a lot of money. A lot of entrepreneurs you will find actually have a plan to make money, have a good business, but you know, just need someone to help them through a specific door to meet someone that you might have in your network. So I think it's, it's, it's important to look and kind of realize the networks and the, and the opportunities that you have internally before then investing in a different business. How have your academic qualification helped your career? Well, um, I studied accounting um, in university. I still use it because, you know, with most startups, uh, we can't afford an accountant, so I'm still the accountant. But uh, I don't think I'm the best accountant, but I'm a good accountant. I think I I can hold my own. Um, I'm not a CA, but I'm a decent enough accountant. So that has helped quite a bit in all the businesses, including the new ones we've invested in. And uh, my MBA currently, I think it it changed my mindset quite a bit and not necessarily um, the academic side, but the network and the people you, you sit with on a daily basis when you're on block. Um, people coming from different industries, people coming with different experiences in life and business and I think that kind of opened my eyes to the possibility there is out there um, out of my traditional industry of construction and I think uh, when I started the MBA in 2018 and uh, where I am now you know I think I've I've diversified quite a bit and you know that's where that qualification helped me. How has COVID impacted your business? Uh, Yeah, you know, construction was closed uh, up until probably April, May. Um, The restaurant industry opened on Monday, uh, but still there's limitations there. So if you think about the kind of people we had um, in the restaurant, you know, you're talking about just over 20 people that have not had an income since you know COVID started. Construction is even more depending on how many sites we're on. So it's impacted business quite badly. Um, We've now had to relook the entire business strategy for some of those, especially the hospitality businesses to say that, look, the new law dictates that you cannot sell alcohol and there's limitations on the number of people. And if you think about it, um, restaurants such as the ones we have, uh, such as the one we have, I mean Dusk, Um, you know alcohol is a big uh, line item in every bill it's about 60 odd percent of of all our sales so you can imagine now we need to relook on how we can make 40 percent deduction of 60 percent um, work uh, you know in the current frame so we're still busy with that hopefully we can get open in the next couple of weeks uh, and yeah and the construction we're back at least we're getting a few jobs going already so that's a good thing it's still a bit scary the opening a business because you know if you don't follow the rules and something does go wrong um, you know you don't want clients or emplo- employees uh, affected by COVID And how can listeners reach the business? Uh, Admin at VapoPacks.com. I think that's the easiest way. So that's admin at VapoPacks.com. Quotes I've lived with, I think since I was in grade 11. uh, It goes, um, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in the world they've been given than to explore the powers they have to change it. So nothing is impossible, whatever circumstances you're in, however difficult it is, if you really explore the powers within, you can change the world.